We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep reverence. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Bad court nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. Was no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I am joined by my co-host, Drew Johnson. We are coming to you just minutes after the Mavs pulled off a 104-101 road win over the Los Angeles Lakers. It was a lot closer down the stretch than what it should have been. I mean, the Mavs were up 20 points at one point in the fourth quarter. And LeBron James led a furious comeback. Uh, Austin Reeves hit some big shots. You know, the Mavs halfway through the fourth quarter only had two points. So it it was almost an epic collapse by the Mavs. And they actually did give up the lead uh, in the final minute. Briefly. They were, yeah, they were down two points with about 20, a little over 20 seconds remaining. And Luca drove into the lane, found Kyrie Irving for a wide open three on the left wing, and he nailed it. It was very similar to uh, that shot that Maxi Kleba hit uh, to give the Mavs the win over the Lakers last season. So, you know, a really clutch three by Kyrie. Then they come back down the court. LeBron tries to throw a pass into the post. Luca tips it. Uh, and shout out to Rashawn Holmes as well. He was in there 
on that as well. And they got the stop. Kyrie Irving hit a couple more free throws. And then LeBron, with 2.8 seconds left, misses a corner three uh, as the Mavs win 104-101. So, whoo, there is a lot to uh, unpack with this one. <laughs> it, uh, it was the Mavs' eighth clutch game of the season. They're now 7-1 and one in clutch games, which after having a league-high tying 29 clutch losses last season, that's a really positive sign. Uh, this was the Mavs, just their second win against a team with a winning record uh, so far this season. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, you have to, you can't control your schedule. You can only play who's in front of you, but, you know, they've done a good job so far. They're 10 and 5. Uh, they took care of business on the road tonight ahead of Thanksgiving. So, DJ, what are your initial thoughts on the game tonight? What did you like? What did you not like about that fourth quarter? Well, oh, for the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> so the fourth quarter in particular, there was more to dislike than to like, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. guys, we were up 20. You know, we were up 20, and they came back and actually took the lead. And, you know, we we have to be better defensively down the stretch. Um, and I know that when people like LeBron get going – like specifically a top three player all time, they're very difficult to stop, if not impossible. I understand that. But it's the other people that that we have to be concerned about. Like, for instance, we can't let Austin Reeves determine the outcome of a game. I mean, he's a good player, but that, that shouldn't be happening. And we let him do way too much in that final period. Now, I will say this we showed the reason why we have won so many clutch games this year. And that's Luca and Kyrie Irving. Um, Easy as that. Know, Simple as that. We just, we have two guys on our squad that are better than everyone else in the crunch. I mean, that's just, just, that's just point blank period. What the deal is. And uh, we just had more firepower down the stretch, like literally last second firepower. So you yeah, know. They, def they definitely shine. Luca finished with 30 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, two steals. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Kyrie had 28 points himself, six rebounds, two assists. And he also had two steals. Uh, now, Luca, he didn't shoot the ball well. He was 10 of 26 on the night, only three of 12 from three. Uh, but Kyrie Irving, he was 11 of 22, and uh, he hit four of his eight threes. So. You know, Luca ended up with more points, more rebounds, more assists, but Kyrie was the more efficient star on this night. And shout out to Luca for finding Kyrie for that all important go ahead three in the final seconds of the game. That was uh that that shows how much growth this duo has had. You know, it's especially oh yeah, it's compared to what they did at the end of last year. Yeah, like just the team in general, it's a night and day uh, scenario as far as growth is concerned. And, you know, I, I know that I've been bitching about our defensive meltdown, but it really says a lot about a team when you can still find the way, find a way to win even in the midst mental. of a meltdown. Yeah, I mean, it's all mental toughness. It's all mental toughness. And, you know, these are things that we have not exhibited in years past that we are right now. So, I mean – it's these characteristics that are going to carry us come playoff time. So there's a lot to be excited about there, but I'd rather us not put ourselves in these predicaments period. Oh but, yeah. I mean, whenever, uh, whenever you're, you're dealing with the best players in the world, 
obviously it's going to be hyper competitive. Things like this are going to happen. And what matters is who wins at the end. So, and we found a way to win and that's all that matters. And I just want to give a brief update here. So in the third quarter, uh, Derek Lively went down with an injury at the time, you know, he wasn't putting any, uh, pressure, any weight on his leg. We thought it might've been a, a leg or a foot injury or something like that. The Mavs said it was a lower back contusion and he didn't return to the game. Uh, but, you know, according to Mark Stein, he just tweeted this out a few minutes ago. He said, Derek Lively is walking under his own power near the Mavericks locker room and insists, and his quote says, I'm fine. So yeah. that is a great, great thing to, to hear from Lively there. You know, it, it looked like a scary uh, situation at the time. You know, uh, with him not putting any weight on it, you, you your mind automatically starts going to the darkest place like, oh, well, what, was it an ACL? Was yeah. it, you know, you break something? You know, you, you start thinking some really dark stuff. So that's a good sign. Hopefully he doesn't miss too much time. The Mavs have two days off uh, before they take on the Clippers. They don't have to travel. So they're staying in L.A. and then they'll take on the Clippers on Saturday. So we'll see if, you know, he can be good to go for that game. If not, you know, it sounds like it's not something that's going to keep him out for too many games. So, that's really good. Now, branching off of that, even before Lively got hurt, there was a move that Jason Kidd made in this game that I was a big fan of. You know, we there's been a lot, uh, a lot of people have made a big fuss over, you know, how Dwight Powell's defensive numbers have been atrocious this year, especially combining with Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench. Now, Hardaway he kind of makes up for it in a way because he's just a microwave scorer off the bench. You know, even if he doesn't play, he gives effort on defense, but even with his shortcomings there, he'll put up 18 to 20 points a night and he can make up for it. Powell, not so much. And I like the move by Jason Kidd to make Rashawn Holmes the first big off the bench tonight. And Powell probably wouldn't have even played if, if Lively hadn't gotten hurt. And he gave some good minutes tonight, mm -hmm. uh, Rashawn Holmes did. And, you know, he's not he's not necessarily known as being a rim protector, but he's long. I mean, he, he's long, and he got tonight, he had four points, he had ten rebounds, one block, one assist, was a plus three in 23 minutes off off the bench. I mean, that's that's doable. I mean, that's, that's something that you want from a backup big. I mean, uh, he's got that little push shot thing going uh, that most centers don't have. I mean... I really liked that move from Jason Kidd. What do you think about Rashawn Holmes' contributions tonight after mostly not playing this season? I think that Rashawn Holmes brings value to that backup center position and that he knows exactly what his role is, and that's just to be the junkyard dog in the middle, clean up all the messes, get all the rebounds, contest everything, bump everyone. You know, he's just big, he's physical, he's active down there. Um He's not going to win games for you, but he's going to influence winning. Um, and that's really what you want to look for in a backup center is how much do we honestly lose off the bench? And, you know, you're giving up a lot of size going from Lively to, to Holmes, but he's more physical. Um, and I think that he brings his own dynamic to the game whenever he checks in. So, you know, I, I liked it today. I really did. People forget, you know, how good he actually was in Sacramento before 
the Kings got Sabonis. Like he was after they got Sabonis, he was buried on the bench and hardly got to play. And I mean, I get it. Sabonis is definitely the better player. He's but, very good. <laughs> but he's very good. But you know, Holmes is is decent himself. So, you know, I'm glad he got a chance to go in there early and show how he can contribute to this team. Because he's not the perfect center. You know, he's probably going to give up some points here and there. But he's longer than Dwight Powell is, and you need that. And I – look, before this game, I joked because, you know, we we saw what Christian Wood said about how he was looking forward to going against the guys, you know, his former team and everything. And I kind of joked where uh, uh, our guy Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball – he was uh, kind of taking jabs at Christian Wood, saying, "Oh, well, every fourth game, Christian Wood can say this because he's been on, you know, a fourth of the league's teams throughout <laughs> his career." And I was saying, you know, it's it's pretty funny, you know, we can take jabs while simultaneously uh, acknowledging that Wood might take it to Dwight Powell tonight. And Powell didn't play early, and most of Wood's minutes were matched up with Holmes, and Holmes shut him down. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Wood couldn't do anything tonight. He played. Wood ended up playing after talking all that trash. Ended up playing 15 minutes off the bench. Went 0 of 1 from the field and was a negative 15 in those 15 minutes. So, yeah, that that uh, that's kind of uh, that's kind of an embarrassing way to uh, back up what you said before the game. <laughs> uh, Wood has always struggled against physicality. And I really like that matchup of Holmes versus Wood, uh, just given the physicality of Holmes. He, I think he bothered him tremendously. He made him not even want to play, really. I mean, you saw he, he didn't really have that many attempts, period. So, And he didn't make that much of an impact because I think Holmes came out and hit him in the mouth early. So, you know, that makes a difference. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That length, the wingspan just makes a huge... I've always said that if Dwight Powell's arms were like three inches longer... Mm-hmm. The whole dynamic of his career would be different. The trajectory of his career would be different than what it's been. And he's already carved out a pretty decent career for himself as a oh, yeah. as a backup center and he started a bunch too, but you know, if he had a little bit more length, uh, he, he to match that effort he gives, you know, it'd be something, but really love the move by Jason Kidd to give Holmes a chance. The Mavs needed it. Uh, you know, especially with Lively going down, you have another big body in there, a veteran presence you know, down the stretch to, you know, uh, Holmes was in there with Luca on that last uh, turnover. You know, LeBron tried to pass it into the paint. 
you know, uh, Luca got the tip, but, you know, part of that was on Holmes mm-hmm. having a big body down there, too, that ended up uh, with the Mavs getting the turnover. So, really like that move by Jay Kidd. Now, one move I didn't like from Jay Kidd, and, I mean, honestly, I mean, I given Grant Williams' defensive uh, – what, what's the word? Reputation – you know, I kind of understand why he stuck with Williams down the stretch, but LeBron was just torching Williams. You know, uh, it didn't matter how good of defense Williams played on the perimeter. LeBron was hitting threes, or he was getting the switch onto Kyrie or somebody else that was a mismatch. Uh, so since Williams wasn't having, you know, that defensive impact in that fourth quarter, and he was only two of nine, shooting threes. That's all he did was shoot threes tonight, and he was two of nine. So given that, given the fact that he was two of nine, only had six points, was a negative seven, the defense wasn't really making a difference, I personally thought that Josh Green should have finished out that game instead of Williams because Green had been – he's been struggling pretty much the whole season, but he got back on track in, you know, previous games – uh, he's shown some life. This one was the same way. 22 minutes off the bench, had 15 points, 6 of 10 shooting overall, uh, hit three of his six threes, had three rebounds and an assist, and he was a plus 10 in those 22 minutes. So, I mean, look, if <laughs> if you're not going to have a defensive impact like we've seen Williams do a handful of times this season, you know, if LeBron is just having one of those LeBron type of nights, even though he's 38 years old, he's a he's defying father time with what he's doing. Uh, you know, I kind of would have liked to see Josh Green finish out this game because, you know, if Luka or Kyrie get doubled and you have to swing it to the corner, I had more faith in Green hitting those big shots down the stretch than I would have with Williams. So that's my only gripe about the lineup stuff down the stretch. What do you think about, you know, the Williams versus Green stuff tonight? You know, I, I mean, I get where kids coming from going with uh, Williams down the stretch. And the reality is this. LeBron was going to torch whoever the hell was in front of him tonight. Once <laughs> that guy gets going, it's I mean, he's just impossible. He's just one of those guys, man. Like, you know, there's certain people in the league that it, once they get going, it does not matter what you put in front of them. You are not stopping them. We have two of them on our team that can do that. So, I mean, it it didn't matter. Like you could put Jesus Christ on him and it would not have mattered. He was still going to go for 20 in, in that quarter. Like, um, but offensively, he's leading, he's leading the league in fourth quarter, 38 years. He's about to turn 39 and he's mm-hmm. leading the league in fourth quarter scoring this season. Just, just crazy stuff from LeBron James. Yeah, no, I mean, he's one of the all time greats for a reason. He's probably got, the best longevity of any player in NBA history. Maybe sports. Really nice. Yeah, maybe sports. And it's between him and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know. That'll be a discussion for another day. But, <laughs> um, but you know, from an offensive perspective, like once we realize that nothing, no matter what you do, LeBron's going to get his, we need to start looking at, okay, how can we improve ourselves offensively? And I'm with you there. I think that we do need to go with Green down the stretch at that point because he was playing well today. And I think it would have done a lot for his confidence moving down, moving forward in the season um, if we would have gone with him. But I'm just going to tell you, as a coach, it's hard to make that call. 
it's hard to make the call to, t- to take out your defensive stopper. Even if he's getting beat, it's hard to make that call down the stretch. It really is. Well, so it get both sides. Yeah, and I mean, look, one thing that could have helped the Mavs avoid giving up that 20-point lead, you know, they, they ended up winning. It's great. They showed mental fortitude and all that good stuff and came out with the clutch win, but it never should have gotten to that point. And after, after two or three misses from deep, they should have drove the ball. You know, mm-hmm. they, they should have gotten in the paint and tried to get something easy, get, get fouled, you know, something of that nature. Don't just keep shooting threes because you're, you're basically, if you're cold, that's basically a turnover. I mean, you're giving the Lakers opportunity after opportunity off a miss three. It's a transition opportunity yeah, for the Lakers. So they get e- easy points. Yep. I mean, that's the one thing that they, you know, that kid is probably going to talk to them about tonight. Like, hey, you know, if we miss a couple, don't just settle for the three. You know, Grant Williams had a couple wide open threes, but he was so wide open, he could have drove down the baseline and potentially gotten fouled or got an easy layup or something. So that's the thing. You know, they they were sick. They only shot 32% from three. They shot 50 threes to the Lakers' 29 threes. Uh, and they hit, they were 16 of 50 on the Jesus. night. <laughs> and surprisingly, despite the, you know, the Lakers having Anthony Davis, uh, who had 14 rebounds in this one, only scored 10 points, but the Mavs only lost the rebounding battle 51 to 48. Now, the points in the paint, you know, Lakers had 52 and the Mavs had 36. But again, that's because the Mavs shot 53 pointers. <laughs> Exactly. You know, we so down the stretch, I agree with you. And that's something that I was going to also bring up down the stretch. We have to have better shot selection. Um, Whenever you are struggling shooting the ball late in the game and your legs are gone, you need easy opportunities. And I'm not just talking about layups. I'm talking about free throws. And how do we get free throws? We attack the rim. So, you know, we just have we have to have the maturity and the discipline to understand when we need to try and get a high percentage look or when we need to try to get to the line. We need to quit just bailing teams out with the three because eventually it's going to come come back to bite us in the ass. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's really incredible how and I, I told you this before we jumped on this podcast i was like you know it's like the mavs are just trying to give me a heart attack this season uh because (laughs) i when 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 stuff like tonight happens it like triggers some ptsd from last year because this was 110 percent a game the mavs would have choked last year they would not have won this game at the end of last season now i know they they had that one exception where you know maxi kleba hit uh, you know, a crazy shot at the buzzer to beat the Lakers last year, but that wasn't a, it wasn't the same situation as, you know, the Mavs blowing a, a 20 point lead. And, you know, so if the Mavs had blown a 20 point lead last year, they would not have had the mental fortitude to stick with it and still pull out the win. They probably would have ended up losing by like five plus <laughs> points. So, uh, this is something that I think the team can build on. Not every win is going to be pretty. Sometimes you got you have to win ugly. I mean, it's an 82-game season. The Lakers, they're not a good offensive team, as we saw tonight, aside from LeBron just, you know, going crazy. Uh, but they're a good defensive team overall. They're, they're like 13th in the league, so they're a little bit better than average 
uh, defensively. And over the last stretch of games that, you know, coming into this game, the Lakers had won six out of seven games. Mm-hmm. And they were one of the top defensive teams in the league during that stretch. So uh, this is a quality win for the Mavs. They're now 10-5 and five on the year. Uh, we're going to – I think all the games have finished tonight. Let me go to the standings real quick. Yeah, yeah, all the games have finished tonight. So the Mavs, they are currently 10-5. and five. So they're tied with Denver at 10-5. and five. Denver is the third seed just because of the head-to-head matchup that they won over the Mavs. Uh, so the Mavs are fourth, and then right behind them are the Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings. So the Mavs are staying in there. They're staying in that top four. You know, if they had a couple more games go their way, they'd be right there with OKC and Minnesota. Dang, who saw that coming into the yeah. season? The, <laughs> the Timberwolves, the first seed so far in the West, and the OKC Thunder, the second seed. Whoo, yeah, the West is crazy. but Dude, uh, Ant-Man is so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anthony Edwards. And you saw it coming with how he was playing for Team USA over the summer. You knew he was bound to have a a big leap. And, man, uh, he has been crazy good for the the Timberwolves. And I got to hand it to Rudy Gobert, too. I mean, I didn't know how that was going to work after how last season went. But they have – they've stuck with it, and they've made it work now. I mean, they – we saw it in the preseason games the Mavs played against the Timberwolves. You know, they were it was a really tough matchup for the Mavs. And I know it's preseason, but, uh, you know, I, I don't look forward to when the Mavs play. <laughs> play the Timberwolves yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I mean, I don't know. Anthony, Anthony Edwards is another one of those kids, though, that you, I mean, once he gets going, there's nothing you can do. I mean, They've just really got really, really good balance. You know, they got good oh, guard God. play. They got Anthony Edwards. You got the veteran Mike Conley, you mm-hmm. know, kind of running the show. And then you have the front court of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. It's just a good combination. And and look, they've been doing this mostly without uh without your guy uh shoot. What what's the uh McDaniels? Yeah. Yeah, he's hurt. <laughs> he, he's, he's getting good. back into action now too, so they're really gonna be scary. Uh um, yeah. But just looking ahead to the Mavs' schedule here, they have they have two days off. So they had two days off before this game against the Lakers, have two more games off to enjoy Thanksgiving, and then they'll play the Clippers in L.A. to finish this two-game road trip on Saturday. And then, uh, then they'll have another two days off. So a lot of rest here for the Mavs that couldn't have come at a better time because their schedule had been crazy hectic up until this point. Uh, and then they'll go home for their longest homestand of the season so far, three games. They'll play the Rockets, the Grizzlies, and then the OKC Thunder. So I think this next game against the Clippers is very winnable. I think they match up well with them. Um, they, they didn't have a hard time beating them the last time they played them, even after that James Harden trade. So I think there's a very good chance the Mavs could tack on three wins before you get to that OKC uh, matchup that's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard matchup at home, but we'll just have to see how it goes. But man, I uh, I'm encouraged by how they didn't blow it tonight because I was really, I was really just like I said, I had PTSD to how you know some of those games ended last season. But Luca, he made some uh, some timely buckets, made the most important pass to Kyrie to essentially seal the game. Uh, got the turnover. Kyrie hits some clutch free throws, and then LeBron misses at the buzzer, and the Mavs get their tenth win of the season. So, 
we'll see. We'll see how they do in these next couple games. I know. I don't know if I've mentioned this with you on here uh, in the last couple of pods, but you know, the the most the Mavs have been over five hundred all of last season was six games. They can't get to that seven games over five hundred mark. So that's something that I'm going to keep track of as, as the season goes on. You know, if they beat the Clippers on Saturday. Can they beat the struggling Houston Rockets to finally get seven games over 500? <laughs> well, I hope so because they're terrible. We'll just have to see. I mean, uh, you know, they're maybe they, maybe they can take it to Dylan Brooks. You know, uh, the Grizzlies got the best of the Mavs last season when the Mavs were hurt. You know, Kyrie Irving had that plantar fasciitis, and uh, Luca missed those two games at the end of the season against the Grizzlies, and. You know, Dylan Brooks was talking so much crap, and they ended up beating the Mavs twice at the end of that season. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I feel like Kyrie has uh, a Luca too, but especially Kyrie, I think he has a little something in store for for Dylan Brooks the next time he plays him. <laughs> dude, every team has something in store for Dylan Brooks. That dude talks so much shit. Like everyone, I mean, and look, shut up, dude. And look, he is he is annoying as hell. I mean, I I can't yeah, even. I, I can't even start to explain how annoying he is, but I have to tip my hat to him. He's shooting like over 50% from three this year, which is not something I saw coming. You know, he still has time to regress over the course of an 82 game season, but he is shooting lights out right now. <laughs> I see this dude like in college, Dylan Brooks was that guy. Like he was good. I mean, he was Pac 12 player of the year. So, I mean, you go back and I sent you that highlight reel of him with freaking three doors <laughs> down playing in the background. I was like, I don't know why this laugh. That was up. perfect. It's so funny. It's so good. But, I mean, he was actually good at Oregon. So, I mean, you know, the guy can actually play. I know he's a dumbass, but the guy can actually play. So, I mean, there has to be some respect there, but he does need to keep his mouth shut. Well, we'll see how it goes uh, on Saturday when the Mavs play the Clippers, and then we'll shift our focus to, you know, the Rockets and the Grizzlies. Uh, speaking of the Rockets, they have – well, they had lost three in a row. They finally got back on track with a win here recently. But, you know, they're they're not the, the six and three team that started this season. So we'll see if the Mavs can continue to handle business. But you can't overlook the Clippers. I mean, I know they match up well with them, but – why Leonard, Paul George, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. You gotta, you gotta pay attention to them. So you know, yeah, they're too well, talented. They'll, if they ever do figure it out, which I mean, I'm not sure that they will, but if they ever do figure it out, watch out. I mean, they could score a lot of points. So they've got the star power, but they've, you know, they've kind of gutted their depth to, uh, to get there. So you know, we'll, yeah, we'll see how. I don't know. I don't know how well they're gonna actually gel together, man. I, I'm really not sure, but who knows. I do like the addition of Daniel Tice for them, though. You know, he uh, the the Pacers ended up letting him go, and then, and then he signed with the with the Clippers. I think that's going to be a good addition for them. I don't know if it's going to be enough, though. You know, we'll <laughs> we'll have to see. They've kind of they've dug themselves into a hole. They're in that tenth spot in the West right now. But guys, overall, there's good stuff. You know, Mavs get their tenth win of the season. Uh, you know, they they end a two game losing streak. They had lost three out of four coming into tonight's game against the Lakers. Lots of good stuff to build on here. Uh, you know, it wasn't their best game, but you know, like I said, you have to win ugly, and that's what they did tonight. So, 
guys, we appreciate y'all coming in here and listening to us uh, for another episode of Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, say hello to Mavs Cat if you're watching on YouTube. You see the Mavs Cat on the screen. <laughs> this one doesn't have as good of an attitude, but you know. Well, we'll Mavs Cat, Mavs Cat never really had a good attitude. You've seen the screaming cat videos I've posted on Twitter, <laughs> haven't you? I mean, that. <laughs> I haven't posted them in a while because one of them got me suspended one time because of like copyright on the song. But anyway, um, and guys, before we take off here, I almost forgot, but we have a Jersey giveaway to announce here. Um, I, you know, we haven't done a podcast giveaway in a while. And, uh, I said, if the Mavs won, we were going to give away a Kyrie Irving Jersey. So, uh, hold on just a second. We're doing this completely random here. Okay, so for the Kyrie Irving jersey giveaway, I've randomly selected from my Twitter followers. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right. I am so sorry if I butcher your name here. But Krishna Vidantam. Krishna Vidantam. God, I butchered that. I know I did. But anyway, <laughs> at, at Chris V5198 on Twitter. Shout out to you. You have won a Mavs Kyrie Irving jersey. I will DM you on Twitter. We will make sure you get that, that jersey after he hit the clutch shot to give the Mavs the win over the Lakers tonight. So thanks, guys. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Give us all the likes, comments, all that good stuff. And uh, tell us what you think about Mavs Cat in those comments as well. <laughs> we'll Just see y'all next. You love this. We'll see y'all next time. Say bye. <laughs>